everybody. Welcome to the Ministry Staff Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Giddens. If you serve, work, volunteer in any type of ministry, a church, missions, organization, anywhere in ministry, this is the podcast for you. Subscribe to it. Listen to it on a regular basis. Here is what we're talking about today. How do we guarantee that we are growing as Christians? That's what we want to guarantee we're growing. Listen, growth is part of who we are. We want to grow closer to God. We want to be able to touch more people personally. We want to be a bigger blessing in the ministry where we serve. We need to be growing. And and listen to this. When it comes to ministry and life in general, that pathway is littered with people who have failed. They quit they walked away. They, they they didn't they didn't watch out for traps of the enemy. They failed and they it, and their life fell apart. They lost because of that failure. Some things, some precious things. Sometimes some small things, depending on the failure. And listen, those failures never begin with ministry. They begin in the personal life. As Christians, we want to do this right. We want we do not want to be on a roller coaster life. Has anyone else been there? I have been there. I've been there many times. Where spiritually, I am on a roller coaster. I'm doing great today, not so great tomorrow. Three days later, I'm back on track. I don't want I don't want to get off track. Listen, every time, listen to this, every time your life takes one of those spiritual setbacks where you start giving into the flesh and not doing right, you slow down your momentum. You begin to uproot, listen to this, good seeds in your life, and you begin to plant bad ones in there, bad fruit. Every time you do that, you're going to have to deal with some problems. We want to stop that from happening. What can we do? What can we do? Well, fortunately, we have the Bible. Talks to us about some pretty clear, a pretty clear pathway of how to continually grow. That doesn't mean how to be perfect. It says continually grow. So I want to read this, 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse 5 through 10. I'm going to read this real quick, and then we're just going to take some time just to step through it and look at a few things. Listen to this. Verse 5, but also for this, this, this is Peter, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge. Verse 6, from knowledge, add self-control. When you get self-control, add perseverance, or, you know, sticking to it. From perseverance, add godliness. Verse 7, to godliness, Add brotherly kindness. Ooh, that's a big one. And to brotherly kindness, add love. Verse eight, for if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, this is a big deal. Let me go ahead and read verse nine and 10. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even blind, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old ways. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure, for if you do these things, will, uh, for if you do these things, you'll never stumble. Listen, this is a very simple, very elementary almost outline that so many Christians miss. Listen, I have I have been employed at a church for 25 years. I've also been serving at that same church since I was 11. I can't tell you how many people I served with for 5 years, 10 years, 20 years. 20 think about that, 2 decades. They were right there with me. 
that are no longer even serving God, even attending church. And you, and you probably know, you probably know people in, 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 in your world, in your sphere of influence, that you probably know people that have walked away. You probably know people that have such great potential in them, but can never seem to get God working in their life. It's like everything they do, they're always failing. They're always stepping. It's never really growing. There are some reasons for that. Now, we're going to get into some of the basics of that. I mean, there are some, compli- some, some not I wouldn't say complicated, but some reasons for that. Generally, it's all because of ego, not putting God first, even in the, the very difficult areas of your life, like submission, forgiveness. People believe that they have revelation for the Word of God, and when great, fruitful ministers tell them you're wrong, they don't accept it. But we won't get into all of that today. I wish we could. That's that's a whole series of podcasts. But anyway, here we go. I want to do this. I want to take the steps. Of this. How do we know? How can we guarantee we're growing as Christians? Well, listen, stick with me over the next 10 minutes or so because it's going to be important that you listen to these steps because here the, here's the deal. This is not a project. We're going to go through these steps and now we're done. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. We want to make sure our lifestyle is actually leading to good Christian growth. Here's how we do it. Now, listen, over in verse 5, it says, But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, to virtue knowledge. Let's look at that. All diligence. This is any and all means necessary. Now, you can stop right there and find the next two years of spiritual work in your life giving all diligence by any and all means necessary, you need to pursue God. Give all diligence to the faith you have. To what you do currently know about God, go all in. Go all in. Listen, are you doing that? You don't need 18 textbooks with what you know right right now. Are you all in? Giving all of you go all the way. Living a lifestyle of spiritual growth. Listen, this is your portion to give. This is the seed. Your life is the seed you sow. And let me bring this in uh, and here. It's not really a side note. It's kind of part of this. But when it comes, listen to this. Listen to what I'm about to say. You, uh, you really need to hear this. When it comes to our sinful nature, our carnal nature, which is always at war with our good spiritual nature, our saved nature, okay, that God is full of. You have two natures. Listen, when when you're looking at growth between you say, I, 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 I'm growing spiritually or I feel like I'm not growing spiritually, this is what's happening. When it comes to the carnal nature and the spiritual nature, one grows at the expense of the other. One grows at the expense of the other. Another way to say it is this, the death of one will fuel the life of the other. It is always this way. And it is never not this way. You cannot grow spiritually and in your carnal nature at the same time. You cannot be an excellent sinner and an excellent Christian and excelling at both. There's just no way. You cannot be growing in your sensitivity to God, your wisdom and true revelation in the gospel, and giving in to all of your carnal nature and becoming a better and better and better sinner. That's not what's happening. If you're growing spiritually, it is because, it is because, it is because you're putting to death the works of your carnal nature in some area of your life. 
You've begun to restrict and restrain your carnal nature, and you're beginning to grow spiritually. You're taking resources from their time or effort or, or thought processes, and you're moving it over to putting that time, that effort, that thought process into spiritual things, and you're going to grow. And if you're not, if you say, I don't feel like I'm growing spiritually, or maybe I'm regressing spiritually, which happens? It's because you have stopped putting God first in some areas and you've moved those resources over to putting some areas in your carnal nature first. It's always the case. It's always the case. Keep that in mind. That's why Peter said here, or the, really the Holy Spirit through, through, through Peter said, give all diligence, all means necessary to the faith you've already got. Start there, Okay. Start with what you got. Add to your to all diligence to the faith you got. Add to it virtue. Live by what you've got. Take stock of what's in your life that's not right. And listen, this is not like, man, you know what? I'm going to have to stop selling illegal guns. No, I'm talking about how you spend your money. The attitude you have when you show up to church. Uh, 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 the way you deal with your coworkers. Start taking stock of your life. See what's not right and begin to put diligence into living what you know is right. That's adding virtue, okay? And then as you add virtue, it says add knowledge. Simple. Read the Bible. Grab some great podcasts. Listen to them. Get some good books. Read them. Every means necessary. All diligence. Grow spiritually. Now listen, this does not mean, and a lot of Christians are in this boat, that you need to live by other people's revelations. I do not believe that. If the only thing you know about God is what others have taught you, you are coming up short. Their divine revelation, divine revelation has no substitute for you to sit down between you, your Bible, and your time with God and know and understand some things about him that you learned between you and him. Those moments will never be taken from you. You understand me? Now, I'm not saying I have learned so many things from other podcasts and reading books. I've just finished up a book this morning by E.W. Kenyon. Just amazing. Listen, I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't do that. But your main source of understanding of God should be you and God. Not everyone else's version. Not what they've learned. What you learned. That's a little side note there. Listen, once you get some knowledge of God, you're, you're doing all diligence. You're doing what you know to do. Increase what you know to do. Add to it knowledge. Then self-control. Oh, my goodness. This is where we get into. Problem. Listen, are you really being self-controlled as a Christian? Are you limiting your sinful and carnal desires? Sin destroys and hinders your momentum with God. It lowers your spiritual sensitivity. Are you creating right boundaries and living in those boundaries? And listen, these boundaries, they need to remind you in deep down in your conscience that the spirit is in control, not your feelings, not your emotions, not your appetites, not your needs. Are you learning to say yes when you should say yes and no to when you should say no? You got to keep it going. Self-control. Are you being self-controlled? That means, that really basically means, are you taking your life, you're adding this diligent, you're doing what you know to do, you're even adding some more things to do. Are you disciplining your life to focus on those things only. And then it says to your self-control, add perseverance. You got to stick with it. Just because it's easy to do now doesn't mean it's going to be easy to do tomorrow. But will you still be doing it when it's difficult? When you still be living that lifestyle, you're like, man, I, I, I'm, I, I know I need to be, you know, forgiving and patient. And, but 
Then I encountered this person that was so out of line, just rude and mean-spirited. Did you persevere then? Did you control yourself, put that sinful nature under and live with all diligence that you, what you knew to do in that moment? You got to keep adding to it. Perseverance. Listen, a lot of people lose right here. Self-control and perseverance. Because if you will add diligence, if you will be diligent towards what you know, add, add more to it. Control yourself and say, I'm going to stick with this and then persevere through those difficult moments where it feels like I cannot walk this Christian life out. If you'll, li- if you'll keep going, this is where you end up. You end up with godliness. You end up being a different person, a better person, completely dominating some of the areas that used to dominate you. Some of those sinful carnal areas where you would lose control or, or, or have wrong thoughts and you can never control them in actions and addictions, you'll begin to dominate them, but you got to stick with it. And let me tell you, it's in the little areas. It's in the little areas. Self-control, dealing with it, like eating, spending, your attitude, staying up too late, not waking up early, not spending time in prayer. Setting reminders. I mean, these are these are simple things you can do. Set some reminders, write down some sticky notes, put them on your steering wheel, put them on your mirror. Stay with it today. Don't forget to be this type of person. Maybe you just were studying, you know, you know, some, some uh, you know, the scriptures on love, that, that, that love is patient and kind. Just patient and kind. Write it on a sticky note, stick it on your steering wheel. I've got a, one of the people on our staff, he has a reminder that goes off every couple of hours with a worship song and he goes, oh, I need to stop. Worship God for a minute. Man, that's self-control. That's persevering. That, that's good stuff leading to, listen, this is what it leads to, a godly nature. If you put your best effort in, you keep learning, you keep growing, you stay with it, you will actually begin to change your heart and your mind and the type of decisions you make. Your whole perspective will change. You're beginning to become a godly person. It's not automatic. You have to examine your own life and make changes. I just went through over the last five minutes some things. You should have seen some areas already where you may not be giving all diligence, where you may not be controlling that carnal nature of you in areas that are reminding you that the Spirit of God is in control of your life and not your appetite and your feelings and your emotions. And I don't mean just literal appetite. I mean your appetite, your, your lustful nature, not just sexual lust, some people, but any of those cravings, those strong desires that are against God. Does that make sense? You with me? Now listen to this. Verse seven, as you do all that, your heart changes. You change. This lifestyle will lead you there, but you have to take hold of it. To godliness, now listen to this, verse 7, to godliness, that's, that's that new nature that's really at work in you. Add brotherly kindness. Listen, this is such a big deal that you add kindness to those around you, to your Christians, to, to fellow Christians, and to all people. That since you have developed this godliness, you have a, you have a, a, a duty to show it, to, to live that out before others, that they might see it, okay? Verse 8, verse 8, it says this, For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of God. Listen, that, that is, 
I mean, there's no reason to really explain that any better. If you'll stick at it, basically, if you'll start living a great Christian life, then you'll succeed at living a great Christian life. It'll begin to grow. It won't be perfect, but it'll begin to grow and you'll begin to grow and change. My trainer, I have a personal trainer and this is one of his things he always says, Chad, when you come to the gym, it never gets any easier, but you get better at it. You see, if you sit down a bench press 200 pounds, it's always gonna be 200 pounds. But if you'll stick with it, instead of being able to barely do it once, you'll be able to do it 20 times. And that's how it is with Christian living. You add all diligence, do your best effort with what you have, grow in it, discipline yourself, stick with it no matter what, and you'll begin to change in your life. This is how we know we're gonna grow as Christians because we put all diligence, every effort into living good by what we have already learned and then learning more and growing in that. And that is divine revelations. So let, let, me, let me do this. If your heart is bad, your serving is bad. What we want our serving in ministry to do, whether we're on staff or a volunteer, we want it to be a fruit, okay? Not just a focus. We want it to be more than a focus. We want it to be a fruit of our lives. In order to do that, we're gonna need our heart is right. Our heart has got to be grown. We got to be full of joy. Just like I talked about in episode one, you want to show up full of God, not show up hoping you're going to get full of God. We want to show up full of God. That is a great, fruitful life. And let me tell you, if you can show up to serve full of God, you're also showing up everywhere you're else full of God. Everywhere else you go full of God. You're showing up to the grocery store full of God. You're going to the gym full of the Holy Ghost. You're going to be spiritually sensitive. I see someone over there. I feel like I ought to go talk to them. I feel like I ought to go pray with them. You know what? They look like they're okay. I'm going to help them load their groceries. And that conversation turns into a moment where you can pray with them. Let me tell you something. That's what you want. Being a fruitful Christian everywhere you go. And we want to get off that roller coaster. This is the way to do it. First Peter. I mean, I'm sorry, not first Peter. Second Peter. Chapter one, verse five through 10, following these steps. Let me ask you a couple of questions here, okay? Quick questions, quick checkup. Diligence, are you putting in your best effort? Is your prayer life what it should be? Now, listen, we all know we can, we can, we, you know, can improve. I'm not saying being super critical. It's not actually practical for me to spend 16 hours in prayer. I have a family, I have job commitments, and God does not actually ask that of me. You know, when he put Adam and Eve on the planet, their full-time job was not to sit at his feet. Do you understand? He came and visited them in a certain portion of the day. He didn't say, I want every single bit of your day, okay? Are you putting in your best efforts, prayer, in, in, in continuing on in what you know to do? Are you living virtue? Are you living what you know is right? Knowledge. Are you learning more about God? What's the last thing you learned about God? Even became a revelation. Could I, could I, if I asked you this question, hey, what's the last thing that just came alive in your heart? Maybe you'd heard it a hundred times, but you heard it a hundred and one. And on this time, something just snapped and you knew it. Was that divine revelation last week? Was it two years ago? Hmm. Perseverance, are you self-control? I'm sorry. Are you keeping sin out of your life? The little things you know aren't right. Persevering, have you given up because things have gotten hard? 
because trying to walk that godly lifestyle out became really difficult and uncomfortable on your carnal nature. Did you give up? Have you given up on some areas? Godliness. Listen, this is a, this is a real question right here. Are you a better Christian now than you were six months ago? Three months ago? Have you grown as a person? Can people look at you and say, that, that person right there, they're not the same person they were a year ago. We want to be growing. Brotherly love, let me tell you, this is a real test. Do you genuinely want to help those around you know God and live free from sin's influence and the devil's influence in their life? Do you genuinely want to? Is it, does it really matter to you that people are hurting and not moving forward with God. They're brokenhearted and have no answers. Listen, it should. As you begin to do these things, we, these things, they're gonna to begin to bear a fruit in your life. You're gonna get off that roller coaster of moving up and down, up and down, up and down. But let me tell you something about the roller coaster. Do you know that you're never forced onto a roller coaster? You go and wait in line for your turn to ride it. You gotta get off the roller coaster. It's not something God could do for you and you can't just pray it away or otherwise it would have already been done. You're going to have to put in some effort to restrain your flesh. You bring your flesh under submission. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, submit your own bodies as a sacrifice unto God and honor unto him. He didn't say, if you'll lift your hands, I'll take all the control from you. No, you begin to do it as you do. As you begin to walk out these simple Christian principles you'll begin to find yourself serving better, loving others better, growing better, understanding God better, and that's what we want. We don't want to be those people that 20, 30 years down the road, we are not even serving God anymore. We want to be the people that are flourishing as Christians and being fruitful in the kingdom of God. And you can do it. You absolutely can do it, and now is the time to get with it. Take these things that I've taught today. Listen to this podcast a few times. Do that checkup list. Do what you know to do. Get to it and learn more. The Holy Spirit's with you. He is on your side and he's gonna help you do it. Amen. Listen, that's all the time I've got today. I, I don't even know how long this podcast went. I may have for, oh, there we go. Somewhere around 23 minutes. Listen, it's good stuff. Take time. It's not that long. Listen to it again if you need to. Get those questions down in your heart. And if today was a blessing to you, let me know. Send me an email, ministrystaffpodcast at gmail.com, or just go to our website. You can drop us a message there. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast. Send it to someone else. And don't be mean about it. Don't be like, man, I heard this podcast and you really need this. Send them, say, hey, I think this will be awesome and a blessing to you and you'll enjoy it. Listen to it. Let them know. And we'll talk to you next time.